Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello, and welcome to a late edition of Soccer to the Max. As uh, we didn't plan on having this be on Monday, but things happen, and sometimes you just gotta adjust. But, uh, of course, I am your host, Sean Garman, here with me. We are lucky to have Miss Rachel McCreer. I'm back, and I'm the reason we're here on a Monday. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, Eric? Mailman! <laughs> How are you feeling after that birthday? Eh, it, it could have been better. Things could have happened Stuff could have been videotaped for profit, but I can't complain too much at the end of the day. <laughs> Lots to talk about on Point of Viewer, then. Uh, yes and no. Oh. <laughs> some stuff we'll just leave for the memories. <laughs> well, some stuff to talk about, other stuff that's to be determined to talk about for future episodes. Ah, okay. <laughs> So, uh, don't mind the knock the door, that's us just being excited by getting to do what we're about to do here. So there's lots to talk about, because on Sunday, of course, of course, we had the Confederations Cup that is now in a little bit of a break, waiting for the semifinals to begin on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, they did announce the Gold Cup roster for the U.S. Men's National Team, which we will get into here. As uh, Rachel has gears to grind and we have things to talk about. We have NWSL, MLS as well. Lots of uh, some thrilling games in MLS and, of course, the usual blowouts and and other things. And, uh, yeah, then we also have a big coaching change that happened in MLS. So we might as well start with the game and then we'll talk about the coach here, San Jose goes in and defeats RSL 2-1. They pretty much control most of the game. Somebody not named Wondolowski scored a goal. Beating me to the punch. Already a good start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you think, Eric? You just said it. Someone other than Wondolowski. 
Proving well in the attack. Scoring a goal. RSL. To me, with that starting 11, I figured they could easily look flat. And, well, they did. San Jose was lucky enough to take advantage. And that's what made the coaching move a surprise. Yeah, I mean, Rachel, what do you think? This kind of was just shocking. They just won, and then all of a sudden you find out Dom Kinnear out. Chris Leach is in, and he's not an interim coach. He is permanently in there. The team had been promising change, but this seems weird. Like, why wouldn't you just done this before the season or during the All-Star break or you know, we're not too far from that. You know, we had the same situation last year in with our USL club in my town, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. After eight games, um, Mark Steffens was relieved of his duties, and then in came Dave Brandt, wasn't even an interim, and he just got the head coaching thing. So when I when I saw that um, Dominic Kinnear was was let go, and what what did you say was the name of the guy taking his place again? Chris Leach. It's on, yeah, Chris Leach. When I saw him come in, I was like, wow, it's like Pittsburgh Riverhound. This is this year's Pittsburgh Riverhounds coaching carousel. Um, I, I had read a report the other day saying that uh, the people higher up at San Jose, they knew that he wasn't going to be there at the end of the season or going into next season. Guess they just wanted to get the job done early. I don't really like the move. I don't think it was necessary. I don't think with the move, it, there's going to be that much of a change. I think that you're still going to see the same old, same old from uh, the San Jose Earthquakes. And I say that because, yeah, this time it got lucky, but really, Wondolowski is the only one scoring goals. Maybe that'll change, but I sincerely doubt it. I still don't see San Jose making a legitimate push for the playoffs. Eric, I mean, we just talked about them signing a new player. Mm-hmm. We had, we know the situation with Kinnear. He's six six and five, which isn't a bad record, honestly. He has a lot of championship history with Houston. But ever since, you know, we've gone to the MLS 3.0, he does, hasn't really, you know, done too well over there at San Jose. Do you think they've given him long enough, or, or do you agree with Rachel? It wasn't the greatest move. No, in something like that mid-season, I mean, we're not even at the all-star break yet. We're, for a lot of teams, halfway through the course of the season you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. And, okay, 6-6-5, six, six, and five, that's very, very decent. You get a new player, see how that chemistry is going to gel. Maybe you tweak some things with the formation. Maybe you continue the momentum of having someone other than Wondolowski up top scoring goals. See what happens, and then at the end of the year, if you're below the red line, then give them the boot. But, no. Mm. Am I the only one that's shocked that Adrian Heath still has a job? I, I, um, 
They won and they drew. I mean, they're they're doing okay. Rachel, expansion teams, Minnesota. I say no more. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, you know, and it's like Minnesota. I just think that they're they're doing a lot better than they were at the beginning of the season. I mean, what we were talking about them having one of the worst records in the entire league at first, and they've improved a heck of a lot. You know. And expectations are low. Before you know True. it, everybody's going to be talking about the Vikings, and they're just going to be completely ignored again. <laughs> Especially since, you know, seems like we're going to have a quarterback controversy. They'll definitely oh. be talking about them. Oh, Christ on a cracker dip. <laughs> what? <laughs> You can't just give me this sort of a news. Not this time of night. Not with my level of sobriety. Just don't. We've been through this. Level of sobriety. It's a Monday night. Wait, why am I even questioning this? Wait, yes, Rachel. It is twelve thirty at night or in the morning, whatever. <laughs> I just wait. You didn't know that. That they're not just going to give Bridgewater the job back? No, I didn't know that. Oh, well. I mean, Bradford had one heck of a year last year, all things considered. Yeah, and then so. someone pulls a Tanya Harding, and all of a sudden, whack! <laughs> Let him stay healthy for another full season and see how that goes. All right, well, uh, you know, we might have to have Eric on the uh, football podcast regularly or something. I feel like we miss lots of nuggets with him talking about it up here. But, uh, you know, I I think with Minnesota, it's a different proposition. They're in a different situation than San Jose is that has the pretty stadium. They want fans to stay there, keep going to that stadium. They're promising more signings. They probably want to play a different brand of soccer that they're not getting right now. Isn't their stadium arrangement with TCF Bank temporary? Oh, no, I, I was talking about San Jose. I wasn't talking about it. Oh. Oh, well, yeah, San Jose. Yeah, Minnesota, is they're people. trying to figure the thing out so they can start building the stadium. Oh, jeez. Minnesota, I love you, but you're doing it wrong. At least San Jose... They've got things that they can look forward to. American Flag Football League, Rugby Sevens World Cup. They've got a lot of stuff going on. It, 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 the stupid just burns. It burns. I love how we're acting like this league just has this. This is a parody league. At any moment, San Jose could, you know... San Jose's in fifth right now. They're in the playoffs right now. All the more reason that this move was stupid. They're two points out of second place. I, I mean, they're also two points out of being below the line, but that's okay, because this well, league shows, is so close. That, yeah, that shows you how tightly packed this league is. <laughs> I, I don't know. You're going to need that experience at some point. You know, further down the line you get. 
there's just a lot of things that I don't understand. I really don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if uh, there's any kind of behind the scenes Chris Leach talked to somebody or somebody knows Chris Leach that he has a kind of different game plan that Dom doesn't. Or It just seems weird. It, it seems really out there. But at least San Jose get the win over an RSL team that is just continuing to go up and down with more downs uh, than up at the moment. Uh, They've taken the the icebox out of the freezer and it's melted. They have the lowest points per game of the entire league. So, I mean, barely below Colorado, but, you know, that's not saying much when Paolo Mastroeni is said very clearly he does not care about how many goals they score. In fact, um, they scored no goals. <laughs> so, and Atlanta um, beat them. Oh, last time I checked, isn't the objective to score goals? According to him... to outscore the other team. According to him, they are trying to prove that they have the toughest defense in the entire league and that you can't score on them. That is his first priority, then scoring goals. Look, defense may win championships, but I've seen this across all other sports. I go back to the Los Angeles Dodgers in baseball where I had to sit through 162 games of that crap. Um, Master Winnie, don't make me fly up to Denver, get my mind right, and start burning yellow jerseys, okay? No. Teams <laughs> that wear those colors do not deserve to act like that. Well, they Stop it. burn those yellow jerseys anyway. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. Uh, I should also mention Colorado continues to be the only team in the entire league to not have one point on the road. So... That should tell you something. Yeah, that. Ugh. In in that match, them against Atlanta, I just sat there thinking, and and this isn't towards Colorado, but it's more towards Atlanta. How the heck does Brad Guzam think he's going to be their starter? I mean, Alex Khan or Can, I don't know how you pronounce yeah. his last name. He's he's done very well for them. He's that he had a great start to the season, kind of had some troubles for a little bit, but you know he's back and he's he's been doing really well for them. So I just cannot see their head coach looking at Alex Khan and Brad Guzan and thinking, yeah, let's put Brad Guzan in that. Sure. Yeah, I don't know about that either, but might get swayed by the ownership team or... No, 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 no. I am not going to take another level of stupid, and that's exactly what this would be. Now keep in mind, Atlanta and sports ownership have done some very funny things throughout the couple of decades. But overall, they as a group across all sports have gotten a lot smarter. They're not going to take a guy... 
that barely plays. Oh, hold on. If he plays a lot during the Gold Cup, you don't think that matters? Who the hell said he's going to play a lot during the Gold Cup? He should be thanking whatever Come on. You know he's playing in that first game against Panama. You know it. Yeah. One out of potentially, what, six? Well, the other two games don't really matter. Yeah, and who's just... And who's to say that if the other two keepers don't blow him out of the water, they won't replace him in the arenas? Like, come man, on! If you're letting Nicaragua score on you, there's something wrong with you. I'm just saying. And? <laughs> I I'm saying it doesn't really blow you out of the water if Nicaragua doesn't score on you. And you honestly think that Arena isn't seeing guys who's actually playing in MLS and thinking, you know what? I may try one of these two for the quarterfinals. Guzan should be thinking well, whatever deity he believes in or make any kind of sacrifices or burn incense or do whatever that he even got a damn spot to begin with. Come on, you can make that case for various members of that team right now that he brought Absolutely. in guys that are not playing Look, very well, but he's hoping this tournament does something for him. But there's a difference between not playing very well and not playing at all. Come on. He played against Mexico very well. Yes, but we're still a good ways from the man that we saw at Chivas USA in an Aston Villa. I agree with you. I mean, if you're you're not getting time at Middlesbrough, you need to burn a timeout and rethink your life. (laughs) I just can't see them. Like, I I, I know this is with a lot of sports – consistency, consistency, consistency. And then here's the thing here. Goalkeepers, they they have to be consistent because they're the ones barking orders to their defenders. If you just throw Brad Guzan in with a bunch of defenders, how do you think that's going to work? I just don't see it playing out well. If And then if they start losing, he's going to be, he at least better be on a very short leash. Let's see. I mean, it may not be his fault that they lose if he plays. You know, I, I just saying there's that possibility that Martino or the ownership goes and looks and says, "Well, he played three games in Gold Cup, and he did well. Maybe after he gets a you know in with the team and gets to know some of the players, after a couple games he starts starting. You know, it's." You're not going to pay money for him to sit on the bench. So then you don't pay him any money and you get rid of him. <laughs> They're not going to do that. They should, but eh. Mm. Yeah, it, it is what it is for Atlanta right now, but they're doing fine. They are well ahead of, I think, where a lot of people thought they were going to be. They're above that line right now. I mean, as... Slim Welcome margin back, as that Joseph is. Martinez. By the exactly. way, exactly. <laughs> All that dude does is score goals. It, uh, it, it's going to be quite the race between him and Nikolic for Golden Boot. <laughs> well, Nikolic has some on him right now, so unless hey, Nikolic just doesn't score. And who's to say slumps can happen? I agree with you. I'm just saying he's he's got a, you know. Large margin to to hoe right now. So uh, this week was rivalry week. 
and some of the the two games that kind of weren't rivalries that got out of hand. One of them being Eric's Orlando City that looked just bad. Stupid, stupid. Against Backboard Chicago, was stupid. The attack was stupid. Schweinsteiger made us look stupid. We all ah. look stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't give him the high on that one. It's similar principles like Rachel goes. At just, just, just no, no. Well, you can give a calm a lot of phrase hat trick. Yeah, again, making us look stupid. God, we look stupid. Well, I mean, Kaka shouldn't be a forward at this point of his life. Yeah, but well, what can you do? It, 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 yeah, you know what we do. Someone smacks some sins into Kyle Lahren and say, hey, don't drive drunk. We kind of need you right now. Can, can you not go out and kind of do dumb things and make bad decisions? Thank you. <laughs> what do you think Canada's saying right now? Yeah, they're saying it's like, yeah, he ain't going to be on our roster. <laughs> he, that was a very un-Canadian. And, hey, if you've ever had Canadian beer, come on now. <laughs> Right, so what do you think? So have they said how long he's going to be out? Probably are they just no. not playing him till they... They're, they're just not playing him until he learns a lesson. And a lesson should be learned. Mm-hmm. More teams should take this... Uh, not just in soccer, in other sports... Exactly. You drink, you drive, you should be sat down, and if you're not, then I need to take a two-by-four and have a talk with people. He's in timeout right now. (laughs) Seems weird that just nobody's come out with a... Okay, he's suspended for four games, or he's suspended until after the Gold Cup, or... That seems like a long time, though. Hey... DUIs remain on your license for upwards of 75 years in some states. Think about 75 that. 75 years? Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I looked that up when I was in traffic school. Yeah, yeah. The com- even the commercials don't tell you that much. Oof. That's, uh... Consider that, Kyle Laren, <laughs> the next time. <laughs> You think about drinking and... Uh... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, going somewhere. 
And the other game that was a big blowout was Columbus and Montreal, which uh, I think that's – we forgot to pick that game, actually. <laughs> Looking yeah, at my- well, if you think about it, how could we have even anticipated a couple of goals in just, what, two, three minutes? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Columbus looked really good again. And Montreal, who's had their ups and downs, didn't. Uh, it seems like this is the theme for Columbus at home are tremendous when they go on the road. Not so much. Home cooking. It's like, it's like the like, Dynamo. Yeah. yeah. You, you got a lot of teams that have that special home recipe. Little dash of this here. Little sprinkle of that there. Little bit of this here. Little marinade there. I don't get it. <laughs> what uh, would you guys think about the Seattle and Portland thriller, Clint Dempsey coming up big. Oh. Clint Dempsey be still my beating heart. What a good, what a game. That was a nice big old middle finger from Clint Dempsey to uh, Bruce Arena, by the way, for him not being on the roster. Bruce! Is it really? Yes. Yeah, I I think so because he really wasn't like look at um players like Dax McCarthy. Has he said not- he wanted to be on the roster? Clint. I, he yeah, not Clint said anything yet. I'm just I'm just saying like Seattle kind of needs him right now. I know they're yeah, taking but a break at all. The guy but- that was visibly very pissed off whenever Bruce Arena pulled him out of the, uh, oh gosh, it wasn't the Mexico match, the Trinidad-Tobago match after only 45 minutes. I don't know. I feel like he's one of the guys that could use the break that they get from everything and just rest. He's getting older. I mean, yeah, I know he wants to break that record, but he's got some bigger games to do that in. Yeah, but it's still no guarantee. I think about it. If you're looking at a record like that, that's history. You ideally want to do that on home soil. Do you want to I really mean, do that against, like, you know, Martinique or Nicaragua or something? Like, do it in a World Cup qualifier. Okay. You're talking. So what? Martinique, a goal is a goal is a goal. I'm saying that he goes out and he could probably put five up on him and then pull a Mario Balotelli and just stand there frozen and shirtless. Have your own moment of pimp. Uh, I, I do think we see him as one of the six changes, though. <laughs> so it's, you know, I, I just, I don't blame, again, Arena for, for doing this. I don't think he's pissed about that. I think he's just, it's an FU to Portland, which big rival for them and I mean even heck Ramon Torres asked to not be on the Panama squad so it's it's not a total like everybody wants to to be on the Gold Cup roster well I mean yeah yes he has scored now what nine career goals against Portland but still 
it, okay, can we at least concede that it's multiple middle fingers to everyone? He's just doing a double tall man to a bunch of people? Yeah, that's fine. All knowing, right, then. knowing Clint, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ESPN2 is going to air the fire in Cincinnati match. Yeah, I heard about that. Nice. Uh, good exposure for Cincinnati, I'll say that. And ah, at least let one non-MLS team do something and make the U.S. Open Cup more interesting. See, I can't say that because Cincinnati is the rival of the Riverhounds, so I can't, I can't do it. Under understandable, but I mean, there's not too many other options. Either Cincinnati or Miami, and between that and the Armada and Beckham United, I can't throw my weight behind them. So we're going to have to be- get down there for that Armada game. You know which one? Well, um, <laughs> it's in pretty short order because that's this coming Saturday. Mm. Oh darn! You just have to do the um <clears throat> favor for me. Consider that done. Although I might need your help to get out of having to paint that weekend. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Apparently, also the uh, going back to the Dom <laughs> thing. All the people that had hired him had already been gone, so he was like the last vestige of the old regime before the new people came in. So it was kind of like the, he's not our guy, let's get rid of him. Which sucks, you know, but this happens. We see this a lot in other sports. And Don stood alone. (sighs) He did, he did. (laughs) And what sucks is like, most of the time with his other teams... He's better in the second half. So, you know, they may rue their decision there. but And I think Wando's going to suffer a little bit because of this. They're going to change the way that they play. He may not uh, be such the focal point anymore. but Not that it's going to hurt San Jose necessarily, but it may hurt him and his stats. Uh, speaking of... You were, uh, you were just talking about Houston. They were at home. They didn't uh, muster up the points that they usually do. It was a 1-1 draw in a game where Houston really looked good and probably deserved more. Dallas didn't look. Uh, it was the first game Mauro Diaz started. He obviously still not back to being Mauro Diaz yet. And Dallas really... Needs to go find themselves a goal scorer, aside from Eruti and the transfer window. They are lacking for points badly. Uh, but well, yeah. The good news is, you speak of that transfer window. Doesn't that open up on July tenth? I thought we weren't yeah. allowed to say that word. I mean, look. Well, you don't got to worry about it with you know who for a while. Exactly. He, he, I am a free to say that word because he went in again. He went out, acted a fool, so no, no, no. I say that word <laughs> free and clear now. 
Oh, it's so it's like, well, this is a bad thing for him, but then he stays with the team and then still doesn't play. So. Yeah, but you don't see me crying and losing sleep and creating any voodoo dolls now, do you? Yeah, but now, now you do realize how much you need him, though. No, I know how much we need him, but again, me now, needing him post-terrible mistake is one thing. Needing him before this... I was all ready to go to Michael's, craft something, maybe ask a friend or two on how to make the perfect voodoo doll, and do whatever that needed to be done to keep him there. I don't feel obligated to do that now. Fair enough. Besides, you know how hard it is to get a personal possession, and that's what it needs to make voodoo dolls really work, work. I don't know about all the voodoo stuff, but, uh, you know, I'm sure Kyle Aaron's got enough thinking he has to do besides <laughs> wondering if you're poking at certain body parts with a needle. Well, it wouldn't be his body parts. It would be other people's, the ones who make the decisions. <laughs> so you wouldn't get the voodoo doll of Laren, You'd be getting the voodoo doll of the... Management, coach? yes. Of like yeah. Jason Christ with Yeah, the coach, the management, whenever they had started floating around that phrase, their foot magically hurts. Or something goes on in their elbow. <laughs> or they get a terrible <laughs> headache. Then they sense well, the pattern and Laren decides to stay. But no, well, it, up until that point, I needed him one hundred percent scoring. You better <laughs> go get one for Don Garber, because he's the one that actually makes that decision. Not oh. the team. Ah, uh, well, needless to say, his would be multi-purpose. I have enough issues with him right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've had our voodoo lesson. <laughs> so, uh, Toronto FC taking care of business. NYCFC going up to New York. Or New Jersey, sorry. Going going uh, to New Jersey and winning for the first time ever. And doing it on Big Fox. Winning with style. Patrick Vieira, I love you. <laughs> and to think, Red Bulls fans, I loved the banner. I loved how you integrated it into, into the Pride match. Very well done. Don't taunt records. The sporting gods will smite thee. <laughs> I need to make that a drop now. Patrick Vieira, I love you. <laughs> I, I, I haven't been able to say that too often, but even though he was officially relieved of what he did, his last kick as an Arsenal gunner, that was water under the bridge years ago, but now it's peace abounds throughout the land of the squid. Rachel, do you think it's a big deal, NYCFC finally breaking that record? Oh, yeah, it's, it is a big deal. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I agree with what the commentators on ESPN were saying, that Portland and Seattle is the best rivalry in the MLS right now, but New York versus New York is a really close second. And to finally be able to break that record, especially against a team that has been such a bumpy roller coaster ride, like 
uh, the New York Red Bulls. That's a pretty darn good sign. Yeah, I mean, for as much as the MLS tried to manufacture this rivalry, they really actually hit on it with how much these teams don't like each other. It was very chippy. Uh, and there was stuff going on for both sides. So even though NYCFC won 2-0, it wasn't an easy 2-0. So, you know, this this is a fun rivalry to watch. Uh I think a lot of times Houston and Dallas could be dull, whereas you get this game, it's awesome. Portland and Seattle is always fun, just because you know the crowd is it's going to be ridiculous. But uh, just love seeing that, and I hope we get more of these rivalries uh, for MLS that actually work out. People want to watch them. Uh, Minnesota-Vancouver isn't a rivalry, but Minnesota once again coming back. At home. That, I, that's just inexplicable. I watched that match, but how did Minnesota do that? I still have to wonder. Uh, well, you had one fantastic shot, and then the other one was, it went in, <laughs> but that's all that kind of matters, uh. You got the good and bad of Bobby Shuttleworth, again, causing another penalty. Uh, and again, trying to say that he didn't... Stop going with your legs at players. Yeah. If you're a goalkeeper, stop going with your legs at players. It doesn't end well. No, and when I did see that, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of dumb. I mean, it's That's not as bad as Akin Fev or the Confed Cup, but God. Well, that was I like mean, Mortal Kombat well, going on. Yeah, but Akin Fev is Russian. No offense, Rachel. Uh, n- yeah, uh, not, I guess I, uh, none taken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Insert vodka emoji and grizzly bear. And polonium. And we're going to end on this just because I this is like one of the first times I've watched DC all year, and I wish I didn't. God, they are so inept going forward. Now you see they, what I've been feeling. They are just so inept going <laughs> Like, you you realize how great Steve Birnbaum is because he stopped about three of the chances Philadelphia had. But Now yeah, you see what I've been talking about. <laughs> But it's yeah, like Birnbaum, I don't understand the non Gold Cup call. I don't. Uh, now I feel like I need to go back and why did we both pick jo- Jonathan Spector looked bad in that game against hey, Chicago. I, you I yours or I'll switch mine. <laughs> I said that and I specified there were only a couple of times where Spector looked out of sorts. But again. The Lions as a team look stupid. He just happened to look extra stupid those first few minutes. Yeah. When a team catches a case of the dumb, some players get it a bit more than others. But that, in my mind, was a fluke. Bill Hamid once again had one just go by his hands there. But, uh... Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that one. No. No. Just get a nice big win for RFK, please. I said that, like this Eric wasn't Eric. at RFK. No, I it know, wasn't. We need, 
I know, but they need one. They need one. Yes, but they have to actually play like they need one. Ugh, RFK, I, I am sorry. You have just been disrespected over the past couple of decades. The Redskins leave because the owner was stupid. The Senators left not once but twice. The Nationals left. Now DC United's leaving. I just feel bad. <laughs> I feel like when Robbie Vincent comes back, the DC United will win again. If only I, I had that level of optimism. I just say that because he's a former Riverhound. So weird that they looked that good in the, the midweek game. And then this game, they go back to looking like DC again. Just just weird. Uh, that actually puts Philadelphia in front of DC in the standings, too. If DC wins one more time away from home, oh, they will God. have just as many wins away as they do at RFK right now. So. Oh, if that oh. wasn't just an awkward phase in my life, I would travel back to the time where... I dubbed the team the Stitcher's Nightmares. <laughs> Stojkov, Echeverry. God, I miss those days. You know, we didn't talk about the Toronto game, but I want to mention the Sebastian Giovinco on that goal at the end. My God, that man is amazing. Just... How does he still keep getting snubbed by Italy? Because Italy? It's pretty much the same reason why England kept saying, David Beckham, if you want to play on the national team, you got to get out of MLS. It's an MLS bias. Yeah, and how has England done in uh, major tournaments since they've made that decision? Hashtag you know, Beckham we first. don't need to say anything because now with the – if they – they keep doing well with the, you know, they won the under-20s. They're doing well at the under-21s. You know, the English media is already, oh, my God, the golden generation's coming. Get these guys out of the way. Yeah, and yeah. this is why that they haven't won the World Cup since 1966. And when was the last time they've won any sort of major tournament? Uh, well... The under twenty world. <laughs> I said major tournament. Have major. They, was it ninety six <laughs> when they won the Euros? I don't remember. I think so <laughs> when they won the. But it, it, anyway, uh, let's move on to the NWSL happening this week. Rachel. Take what it happened? away from here. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm so sorry to say this, and, and Sean and I had actually talked about this a little bit on Twitter today, but there is another ACL injury in the NWSL. First, it was Amy Rodriguez. Then it was Joanna Loman. Now it's Kelia Ojai of the Houston Dash, which is really significant because she's been wearing the captain's armband the whole season with Carly Lloyd being over with Manchester City women. She is the only member of the Houston Dash that is from their original 2014 team, the team that 
it was their first year in the NWSL. So that's a huge loss for them. She's only scored two goals in 10 appearances, but she's also tacked on two assists in 10 appearances too. And all of her appearances have been starts, but the dash were still able to beat the Orlando pride at home. Uh, They had a goal scored from Carly Lloyd, who was very dismal last weekend. So to see her get back on the score sheet, and she had a rocket shot, by the way, to see her back on the score sheet was definitely something good for the Dash. And then Rachel Dolly scored the other goal, which was pretty significant because she was the she was the uh, player that not last weekend, but the weekend before that, she had went down because she. Had a heat stroke, I believe, during the match. That's why they've been implementing more water breaks. Um, The North Carolina Courage, they're still on top. They beat the Boston Breakers 1-0. Boston still without Rose Lavelle. And the North Carolina Courage, they had their lone goal scored by Ashley Hatch. Ashley Hatch has now scored three goals in three straight matches. And in the last three matches that she's appeared in, have been starts. So she's, everyone's saying Rose Lavelle's the rookie to watch. Everyone's got their eyes on Mallory Pugh, Kaylin Sheridan. But to me, I think Ashley Hatch is definitely the rookie to watch. And I could see her making it four goals in four straight starts um, this coming weekend. Uh, Washington claimed a big win against the Portland Thorns. Uh, their goal was scored by... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Brandy Ordega in, I believe, the 19th minute, maybe 18th. She had their only goal. And um, Caprice Didisco made her second straight appearance. She came on last weekend as a substitute. Um from an ACL injury. So there is good news when it comes to the ACL injuries that we do have some players returning. Uh, For the second straight weekend in a row, Seattle and Kansas City face off against each other. Last weekend it was in Kansas City. This weekend it's in Seattle. And for the second week in a row, they both drew. But this time it was a 1-1 draw. But for Seattle, in the fourth minute, Lauren Barnes, one of their defenders, was shown uh, a straight red card for denying a scoring opportunity. So she was sent out of the match, 10 players for uh, around 86 minutes, drawing 1-1. You have to give them credit for for, uh, getting a point at home. But she'll miss... Wednesday's match. I, I can't remember who Seattle's playing on Wednesday. I think it's Chicago, but I'm not 100% certain. But she'll miss that match. And then on Sunday, Chicago and Sky Blue faced off. Uh, Sky Blue actually got um, the first goal in the third minute. I believe it was Madison, Madison something. I don't know her last name. Madison um, Tiernan, I think it is. She was the one that scored the goal, but it wasn't enough. 
Uh, Chicago had two goals scored by Vanessa DiBernardo and um, Sofia Huerta. So Chicago remains unbeat. Uh, not unbeaten for the season, but they do have a unbeaten streak going on. There's your NWSL action. And there's four games this Wednesday, so there's some mid- midweek action going on. There is also Gold Cup. This or not Gold Cup? Fuck, Open Cup. <laughs> uh, during those same days, so Eric, woo, lots to watch. Not kidding. Well, this you know, out. you know, the Publix up the street from my house is a great deal on the Smirnoff Red, White, and Blueberry. <laughs> I smell another Hell Night coming on, so I need to get myself some. <laughs> Let's do it. Plus, you got. Uh, one match in the Confederations Cup, and then you got Thursday as well. So, uh, but yeah, I mean NWSL going along, so that'll be interesting. You got uh, Sky Blue in Orlando, Houston and Boston, Portland and KC, and Seattle and Chicago, with two games kicking off in the ten o'clock, ten thirty area. Woo! So, all on that blasted go ninety. If you want to watch, yeah. watch it on that. I, You're like, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I, I, in the brief interactions that I've had with Go90, it ain't been pretty. <clears throat> you can't get... Well, you watch it a lot on your tablet. Well, yeah, but yeah. I can't. <laughs> and then I watch it on my phone, but then my phone decides, hey, um... I don't like this, so I'm going to get really, really hot and force you to pay attention and switch to something else. So, yeah, that. (laughs) Well, one of these days, hopefully they will learn uh, to just make the thing available on more devices. You know, if Lord Buckethead isn't qualified enough to negotiate Brexit, maybe he needs to top across the pond and help negotiate NWSL's distribution deals. <laughs> He's a man that can get something done. That's what we're going to have him do. All right. Hey, why not, right? Put yourself to good use. Let's, let's uh, get this done. So we move from there to the Gold Cup roster, which we already kind of talked about some here and there on the... Uh, while we're reviewing uh, MLS stuff. But they named the 23, uh, lot 16 MLS players, four League MX players, and three from Europe. Uh, not three that you would be really thinking about. Man, those are the three guys I'm calling. Uh, some, some obscure names we haven't heard in a while. Uh, some of the League MX is no-brainers. But... What did you guys uh, think of the team here? Ugh. Ugh. It's rough, buddy. Woo. I just Not... I just don't see them winning the tournament with, with this team. I, I know everyone knows me that listens to this podcast now as the foreign-based loving fan, and that's true. I'm a foreigner, so that's my excuse. But it just blows 
my mind that at the the fact that at least somebody like Bobby Wood isn't on this roster, it just amazes me. I was surprised. I don't know why I thought of this just now. I was surprised Aaron Johansson wasn't someone that got called up. Yes, he's not getting playing that much playing time with Vader Bremen. But when he did get playing time, he made the most of it. It just, this roster just, it's, I'm, I'm going to the game against, I believe it's against Nicaragua on July 15th. And I'm going to have a few choice words from the stands for Mr. Bruce Arena. But I'll still be wearing my Fabian Johnson jersey. And anybody who's wearing that number 23, I will be yelling, you're not Fabian Johnson. Go away. Wow. If you want to learn a couple of phrases that juicy get some chance going, let me know. Because I have some ideas. I'm kind I'm of afraid to take you up on that offer, yeah. but... Yeah. I'm guessing if you can't say them on here. Well, it's not so much that I can't say them on here. It's just that I don't want to ruin the surprise. Because if done right, you could get them on TV. And the next thing you know, I'll be sitting back, warmed up on whatever substance I'm on, listening to the chant and going, that's my girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. God. Uh. Well, now we've uh, we've got to get a match report from from Rachel on the podcast about how it went against uh, Nicaragua. They they should win like seven nil or something. I hope anyway. Uh, But yeah, I was about to say, don't hold your breath. (laughs) What? no, I mean, look, uh, yes, it's a very, it's MLS-oriented roster without the big veterans that you would expect that play in MLS. You know, no Josie, no Michael Bradley, no Clint Dempsey, uh, pretty much almost anyone that you would expect that plays MLS that's not, uh, is not on this team. You do have the Jordan Morrises and Dom Dwyer didn't make the team, so I'm happy about that. I hope that... I love uh, Dom inclusion. I mean, he's been a monster, not just this season, but like at least the last two seasons for Sporting Kansas City. All you have to do coaching-wise for Bruce Arena is say, hey, go do what you do for your club team, and then boom, goals will be flying everywhere. You know, if Jurgen was coaching this team... And he had these set of players. Would he play in a four-three-three with all three of those forwards playing? Probably. As glorious as that would be, bad idea. Oh, I but agree the, with you. That's... But on the flip side, I'm afraid to see what Arena's tempted to do. I don't like. Um, I'm gonna butcher his name. Juan Agud. How do you say his last name? Agudelo. Agudelo, I don't like that inclusion at all. I think that's just... He hasn't done much this year for the revolution for me. I just... I feel like he just got in because of his name. Well, he he hasn't been the same since his injury. And like you said, he hasn't played very... very. 
he's been okay for New England. He hasn't done anything that you're going, all right, I'm really looking at Juan Aguadillo, which is a reason why New England's had the problem uh, scoring, which is also a reason why Cullen Rowe is on this team, because he's been the standout for New England. Uh, See, that makes sense. And, like, I think if you're looking at Juan Aguadillo, and look at Clint Dempsey, too, those are two players that haven't been outstanding for their clubs, but you put Clint Dempsey with a national team, and you know what he's going to do. Well, can't you I say the same for Jordan Morris, though? He hasn't been doing that much for Seattle. But imagine the two of them up there as a very familiar strike partnership. That counts for something. True. But I'm just saying we got to be fair here. If Juan Ogudelo has not done a whole lot for New England... Jordan Morris hasn't done a whole lot for Seattle either. I think there are more inclusions about let's see if we can get them on track against these lesser teams because all it takes is getting that one goal. And, you know, they start rolling a little bit. Yeah, true. But then there's also the fact, too, that what if they don't get rolling? And, like, well, I think we all know that Dom Dwyer is going to be okay or as right. we would assume we hope he will be. But if those two don't get rolling, Arena's going to be forced to have to pull them out. Because you can't just have one striker. Eric, Eric. You need two strikers. Well, Eric said it himself. I would not be surprised at all if Don Dwyer is playing lone striker with possibly even Agudelo and Rowe underneath him or you know you get some extra wingbacks in there which we've seen Justin Morrow be able to do so this and this is exactly why when I saw the roster and saw that there were only three available that was an instant red flag if I could go down and give Bruce Arena a red card my damn self I would have where's Fernando Fury at with his red cards (laughs) Oh, I love Fernando Fury. <laughs> so, I would have very... given him a full treatment. Red card, Vuvuzela out of nowhere. I still can't explain how he got that to the studio. That man, there it is, a, a there is magic with him. <laughs> El Presidente, Fernando Fury. Even though apparently people just don't. Like, you, you go to the, like, hardcore soccer community, they don't really like him too much because he's, he's more entertainment or whatever, and I was like, well, you know, you kind of need that sometimes. It's he's just, just loud. That's why people yeah. think he's entertainment. Yeah, I, I like him. I, I think he, I mean, I've watched him for years on Univision and stuff, so it's like watching him now doing English stuff for Fox is just, well, this kind of makes sense. A lot of times Fox isn't really, unless the U.S. men's national, unless the U.S. team is playing, women's or men's, a lot of times they don't, you know, their coverage is not the greatest. But it is what it is. What they, you know, they've got the rights. we got to deal with it. Um, I think they've been sort of okay in the Confed Cup. But, uh, you know, this. I, I feel like I love Kellen Acosta being in this team. And he's probably going to start a lot, which I appreciate. I uh, damn near hope so. I, he's... He's at that brink where I think he's Jermaine Jones. Watch out! You may not 
have a spot. Uh, you know, it might be him and Michael Bradley starting right there as the two guys in the middle. Uh, pretty. Mm. I, I, I'll say it's possible. I'm giving that a possibility, but it's like, uh, mm, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like Jermaine Jones is one of the guys. Like, I think when Bruce goes out and says, I feel like these guys really want to play for the United States and all this stuff, when you read between the lines, he's talking about, you know, I don't know, the all these guys are American and they're not heavy on the dual national and, you know, you get your you get your Tom Dwyer's and stuff like that, but we know how he feels about those things, uh, as Rachel pointed out. In an article. And his Rachel will time. get cranky over right now. Yeah. If needed. But, uh, yeah, I feel like, for the most part, I we, we got to remember we're playing Nicaragua Martinique in two of these games. And it sets up really well for them to play Panama first. Because they can put out the strongest team they have, which the back line, I think, is your... You could argue that that back line is 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 works just enough. A lot of those guys, you know, the Viafanas and the Zuzis, we've seen them start before. Omar Gonzalez starts on uh, you know regular basis. I'm surprised to see Jorge Viafania in there because I thought he was injured because he didn't play in the Mexico match. I mean, they said that he was sitting out of training for a while. I thought he was injured there, so I'm kind of surprised to see him back in there so fast. Maybe I'm surprised just was because a little I thought... <laughs> maybe. I thought maybe just because they'd wanted to have a whole preseason with Santos, too, but, you know, it is, I mean, and go ahead. Well, I was going to say this, and you're right. The group states Nicaragua and Martinique. Yeah, whatever. My whole thing is this, and correct me if I'm wrong. This is the path where, in the final, we need to curb stomp Mexico. That's how it's going to be. And as I know I've said this on previous episodes, we need to do this now, and we need to do it again in two years' time. So that way we don't have to worry about another god-awful CONCACAF Cup on our way to the Confederations Cup in country to be determined in my own mind. (laughs) This is a kind of squad I don't think can curb stomp Mexico, B-team or otherwise. So they're going to play the Confed Cup over there in, in the winter too? I would think so. I mean, my God, what would be the point of playing a warm-up tournament in 130-degree weather? Add an extra 10 for climate change. (laughs) I hope the Russians get in if they do in the summer, because that would be, my God. They wouldn't know what to do with themselves. If somehow the president we have right now gets re-elected, he'll say, there's no climate change over there, I'm just going to go over there and... You know, well, of course, that's because he'll make a half a billion dollar arms deal and then 
get everybody else riled up and have them fight each other and then sell more money. And then next thing you know, there will be 20 more towers that you can build. <laughs> that is, uh, I don't think we need to get into that, but seriously, I like the well, Eric Lee. If you want more on that, stay tuned to this week's point of viewer, because uh, this week in Misery is going to be back with a damn vengeance. <laughs> I, I should Me note too. that we we have several guys that can play up front too. Like you can play Jossie Zardes up front if you want to. Yeah, why uh, in the hell is he listed as a midfielder? They listed him as a midfielder this entire time during Arena's tenure. I, I don't. Dear I guess, Lord. I guess because they want to play him on the left, like we saw Riola start up front in the Mexico game. I'm not very big fan of his, but you know. Uh, oh, Ariola, I, that makes two of us. I love Dax McCarty being in here. I think, honestly, watch out for him and Acosta working together because, you know, they could be a sign for the future. Bedoya being here is, is going to means that you got that right side covered. I think it's more about who you put on the left. And, you know, where does Kenny Saif fit in this whole thing? Because... You really just don't even know what he's he's gonna do. Who watches him play at Ghent over there in Belgium? I mean, so that's uh, and is Matt Biazga and Eric Lehigh gonna get time? We'll see. So that's how you pronounce his last name, Miazga? No, no, Lehigh. Lehigh. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I was trying to figure that one out too. I don't even want to know what I was attempting to pronounce, and I'm just going to shut up because I it was way off. Trust me, if I didn't know, I would. Look, look, Jay. What? <laughs> like that? Just that is a weird spelling of a last name. Let me tell you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so we we just got to. It's not too long before we get to see them play. Uh, so. Gold Cup is coming up pretty fast. In 10 days, it starts. That's the and beauty of the calendar right now. As soon as the Confed Cup ends, then boom, Gold Cup time, nonstop soccer. And then when Gold Cup ends, the Tournament of Nations starts. And Thank then, God. then you'll have the European season start again. And even the Under-17 World Cup will be around in somewhere around there so or it, i think it's in october but still you get non-stop non-stop soccer it's what a non-stop non-stop and <laughs> and i think the only thing we got left to talk about is that confetti cup which i'm sorry rachel that russia is out See, but we kind of knew had, that i had quite the dilemma when i saw that i just thought oh shit I predicted Mexi- I still predict Mexico to win the whole tournament despite their many suspensions coming up in their match coming up shortly. That aside, um, it just I, I rooted for Russia during the match because it's my home. I have to. But it, it, and my question for their head coach is why in God's name did you take Fader Smolov out around the 60th minute? Your best striker 
the best attacking option that you have on your team and you take him out. Doesn't make sense to me. And as soon as that match ended and Fader Smolov went out on the pitch and was crying and everything, I was reduced to a puddle of tears as well. But then I realized that my prediction for who's winning the tournament was still in the race. Tears were quickly gone. This is the exact reason why I kind of put Russia the way I did, because it's just like, it's not hockey. And the people making decisions aren't as smart as the people making decisions are for hockey. It's simple as that. <laughs> well, I have a I have a question for the both of you, because I know our dear friend... At Fox Sports, Mr. Alexi Lawless is always first to jump the gun. But he said that, yes, absolutely, Russia's head coach, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that last name. I guess I guess I'm not a true Russian. Chershov. Yeah, Chershov, Sten- Stanislav. I don't think he should be out as head coach. I know Mr. Lawless jumped the gun and said, yes, he needs to be out. But I think Russia could have done a lot worse in that tournament than they did. For the most part, in that match against Portugal, besides the goal from Ronaldo, they pretty much shut him down for the whole match. I think it could have gone a lot worse than it did. Can we also agree that Alexei Lawless has always been that kind of heel announcer for Fox Sports when it comes to their soccer coverage? So I take what he says with a grain of salt. And Mm. I'm with you. I mean, on a scale of male men to champions, they they were closer to the champions' end of that scale with their performance. So... You kind of did a step up from what you were expected. Let it ride. (laughs) And I think despite the little open toe touch that Sean ever so hates, I think Igor Akinfeev was one of the best goalkeepers in the entire group stage, if not the best. And Fader Smolov, although he didn't have the goal tally that was expected of him, or really that he could have had. He had a few pretty darn good strikes in all three games. I just, I think Russia has a lot of positives to take from this. I'm not saying that everything's going to 180 and they're going to win the World Cup next year, but... I could see them making it out of the group stage at the World Cup with the way they played the Confederations Cup. It's not something to be disappointed with with them. I think they have a lot of promise. We do need to be careful because, you know, the the United States did wonderfully at the... They they didn't do wonderfully. They got out of the group stage in the 2009 Confed Cup, got all the way to the final, and then, you know... They did what they did it in 2010, but I it mean, was still respectable, right? But you were expecting a little bit more from them at that point, considering their group. Eh, eh, true. They should have handled also, Algeria. Come on. No, I get that they should have yeah. handled all Algeria, but I mean, come on. 
I wasn't the one drinking the Kool-Aid after we ended Spain's 35-match unbeaten streak and had a lead against Brazil. I'm like, okay, it's going to go downhill from there. No, I, I wasn't talking about what they did. The Confed Cup was great. I'm talking about, I mean, they didn't do the greatest in that group stage to get there. But... I mean, what they did in the, the World Cup itself the next year didn't necessarily make you feel like, oh, wow, they went from getting to the final, that warm-up thing, to making you feel like, oh, my God, how'd they barely win this group when with the teams that were in it? I mean, so... Well, it wasn't exactly the group of life, and who knows? Russia could be drawn into a group of death. For not not really because they're normally the hosts are in they're in like pot one so they're yeah, always the in a group. Yeah, the hosts are normally seated A one if I remember correctly. Right, so they're they're in a position where they're they usually have a shot like they should at least be second in their group or or whatnot. So you know it's it's up to them and how they play and that that's why I think Rachel's it all depends on who they draw and you know the World Cup is a bigger but I agree with Rachel I don't think he should be fired I think you know whatever whether it's gonna be Putin pressure or or any other kind of pressure that he gets uh, it's not a very good sign when the first question he gets at a press conference is do you think you're gonna be fired but still he shouldn't be the team played about as well as you'd expect them to play, considering who they had in that group, you're talking about Mexico and Portugal. They took it to the wire with Mexico down a man. I mean, what what do you want them to do? I mean, other than, yes, they could have equalized and taken it extra time or whatever, but I think they did as well as you'd expect them to do. Everybody, the four teams that... 95% 95% of people predicted got through. I mean... And don't don't forget, I'm, Russia should have had a penalty at least one penalty kick in that match against Mexico. If yeah, that would have been the first one. If that could have been correctly called, then who who knows what we would be talking right. about right now. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that because, I mean, I think... We were far enough from the games to... I, I do think that, honestly, after watching this and, and going into the 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 knockout rounds, to me, I feel like... Because I, I feel like what we saw against New Zealand from Portugal is an anomaly because it's New Zealand, and New Zealand was already eliminated. Uh, so they didn't care. Uh, but I think, for me, Germany, with their C team has been the most convincing team out of the entire competition. And don't be surprised if they go and beat Mexico and they go and win this thing. But I, I think yeah. there are some players for Germany that you look at and are like, oh, yeah, this is a C team. But there are also some players where, keep in mind, they're playing in the Bundesliga every week. Lars Stindl led... Borussia Mönchengladbach in scoring this year, and he he was their captain. I think he had the most appearances. I, I don't see him being one of those people you would 
call a BC team player. There are actually people on this German team that are making legit names for themselves and saying to Lowe, hey, I can be on your World Cup roster. I expect Stendhal to be on that roster. Well, him and Timo Werner. Absolutely. And I mean, that's why I didn't see this as really like a B or a C team. Die Mannschaft, they told Lowe, look, you're getting young players. You want to give your older guys a rest. We don't care how you do. Just develop us to see to where we can be the first team since Brazil in the 50s and 60s to defend. That's all we care about. Hey, guess what? Four or five guys on this roster, they could be leading what could be another kind of golden generation for Germany and could maybe help speed up that path of a defense of the World Cup title. So, Well, I mean, this is Germany. When do they not have a golden generation? Um... Wait a minute. Uh... You could kind of consider 06. They could have done better. Especially right on home soil. soil. Yeah, they could have. But I mean, they, they went and did well at the Euros and... True. All that... I, I feel like yeah, that's the thing. Like people are this Germany squad is performing above expectations. Don't forget they got some of that squad also at the under twenty one Euros. So they're all kind of split up right now, and they got their stars at home. So that's uh, if they're able to beat Mexico, which I wouldn't really be surprised if they do, considering how Mexico's played. And with all the suspensions yeah. and injuries. Suspensions, injuries. I mean, but, hey, Osorio likes to rotate. So this is the big game where he gets to prove that his rotation works. So who's the tinkerer gets to tinker. <laughs> who's suspended, do you know? Not off the top uh, of my uh, head, but I did read something today that there was one or two players with yellow card accumulation. Ah, uh, it's... Probably not like too big a deal. I know. I think Hector Moreno's one of them. Right. Which that's pretty big. And then I can't remember who it is right now. But uh, yeah, I just like Chile and Portugal have not convinced me really much this in this uh, Confederations Cup. So it's interesting that. Those two uh, have to play each other. So uh, I'm glad that we're going to get at least one team. Hopefully Germany gets... Look, I want Mexico to do well, and I want Mexico to get to the final and all that stuff. But if they don't, the team that's played the best in this tournament gets to the final. They kind of deserve it at that point. But uh, the thing I did want to talk about here is... What do you guys think about VAR? We're it's being here. sabotaged. Yeah. I wonder that, too. I wonder if FIFA by itself is putting in things to make... It just it doesn't make any sense to me. Not only that fight between New Zealand and Mexico. Oh, God. But 
some of these penalty decisions, they go and look at them, and they go, no, nothing wrong there. It just, the, the Russia one blew my mind. Like, like the Smolov one, I could see what he was saying there. Smolov does stop so that the guy can come behind him. But the first one was a penalty, the one that he doesn't look yeah. at. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if, is, and if yeah. they would have called that, it would have been an entirely different match. Right, yeah, because Mexico now has to be on their heels. It's more open game. You know, who knows what happens. Maybe Shirkoff doesn't get sent off. Uh, but I mean, we're talking about what ifs here, but it's just – uh, I just I don't get it. Like some of some of these off like the offsides for the most part, they're getting them right. It's letter of the law. That's kind of how you have to do it because if you let one go by that's that is offside, you know you set a bad precedent. So wasn't I can understand the, that. Wasn't it just recently the Cameroon and Germany match too that they? Th- they gave a, um, was it like a red card or something? And then they had to, or it was like a yellow card and they had to go back and look at it. And at first he gave the yellow card to one player, but mm-hmm. it ended up being another player's yellow. Right. And he gave yeah, it a red card actually. I, yeah. Mistaken yeah. identity. That's one of the main things that's involved. Now, granted, I'm surprised because there was a similar incident that happened in MLS over the weekend where the red card wound up being entirely rescinded out of nowhere. Yeah, that was weird. Really? Yeah. And he didn't even get a yellow. He just said no, no card. Well, did yeah. you see did you see his post-game comments? He sh- the guy from Philadelphia straight up said I went I went up to the referee and he said I saw him kick you and the guy from the union said to the referee, "I don't think so." Oh, yeah. okay, well... Yeah, and then, like, Tommy Smith on commentary was like, in my entire life, I have never seen a I've red card rescinded in my... Well, I was like, well, you know, you're not the only one. I think we, this has never happened. Imagine when we have VAR after the All-Star break, what the MLS is going to do. August 6th. They yep. said the date. August mm-hmm. 6th. I wouldn't be surprised if MLS does it better because Howard Webb is a super experienced referee. This dude knows what he's doing. And this is my point. We here as Americans, we love our replay system, and we will put it anywhere. We've put it in the NBA. We've had it in the NFL. We actually had it in the USFL way back in 1985. Okay, I had a joke about something there, but I'm going to press yeah, before forward. Before Donald Trump screwed that one up, too, but go ahead. Oh, God, him in fucking New Jersey, that motherfucker. Anyways. <laughs> we Thanks, had I got to that... go, go put the explicit tag on the show now, thank you. <clears throat> well, hey, I wasn't the only one, but you said those magic words in the convalescence, and it's 1.30 in the morning, and anyways... With that in MLS, if any place could get VAR right, we have the technology. We have the mindset. We can rebuild it faster, stronger, better. <laughs> More varier. Plus, you don't have to go by FIFA rules on it. You can decide how you want to do it. Exactly. 
Now, granted, if they start implementing some sort of challenge system with managers and stuff, I'm going to have to have another talk with Don, and that's going to be one step closer to the voodoo doll. I don't want to make that step. God. But, I want to see Eric ever get to do an interview with Don Garver, what he would say. Oh, if you could make that happen, I mean, it would either last 30 seconds and I would get kicked out, or it could be an hour of pure gold. That's on him to decide. <laughs> uh, the backtracking that would happen from Don Garver would be uh, amazing. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's just it, it's a work in progress. I think obviously uh, it's good that they used it here. I, I don't think we had this much trouble at the under twenty World Cup. I just don't understand why. <laughs> This is such an ordeal here once you get to the senior team. But because it's just the senior teams. Right, but it's just, I feel like why is it seems like FIFA's penalizing these refs for changing, using VAR to change their decision into the right one. Isn't the point to get the call right? Yes. It's, it would be like if the NFL said, oh, well, you overturned that call. You're not playing. You're not uh, refing in the NFL next week. Like, what? Like, that's the whole point of replay. Yeah, so, the only referee that I think should have gone home was the ref at the end of the brawl. Yes. Because, yeah, that there should. How do you look ball. at that and go one yellow card? And then you gotta wait till somebody tells you in the the earpiece again to go yellow card two other Mexico players, one New Zealand player and another Mexico player. I mean, what? Like, oh, I get it. It's at the end of the game, and you don't want to red card anybody or whatever your logic was. But the point is, they got in a big old fight. People were throwing hand, you know, fists and and headbutting and. Uh, just it's old. It's old at this point, but it's still worth talking about. That I, I just hope it's not a big ordeal in the semifinals or the finals because, man, oh, it probably will be. I I just hate it for the goal celebrations because some of them are awesome and they're just like chilly every time they score a goal. And I was like, well, let's wait. <laughs> so I want to see y'all go crazy. So, you know, weird that the Gold Cup's not using it, though. Because it's the Gold Cup. CONCACAF. Jazz hands. Yeah, we gotta be, we gotta CONCACAF somebody. (laughs) I can't wait till we have one of those moments. That's gonna be fun of it in itself. Uh, But yes, Germany... Against Mexico, Chile against Portugal. I think Chile Portugal play first, right? On Wednesday. And then Germany Mexico and then you get third place game and the final and we're done with the Confed Cup, so and we move on to this Gold Cup shenanigans, which we'll be putting up our previews for the teams pretty soon. I think that's all we have here for you guys on this edition. Eric and I will be back. 
Don't know if Rachel will be around on Thursday again for the midweek. More talking, than likely not. Talking the Confed Cup games. Goal, not goal. I said it again. Open Cup. <laughs> uh, maybe some NWSL, depending on what we want. It's just hard. This go 90 at makes it difficult with the. Can we please next year? Please YouTube. get get condensed games for NWSL. That too. They would be wonderful. Please do. It makes it so much easier to watch. But, uh, I mean, that that's why. I mean, if people, I've had people ask me, like, why do you guys kind of shortchange your NWSL stuff? I was like, well, because if all three of us sat there and tried to watch these games for two hours, that's a lot less we can get done. Whereas MLS does the condensed games because you pay for MLS Live or whatever. So much easier for all of us to, you know, or at least for Eric and I to sit here and try to watch these games. And then we just, you know, Rachel usually covers NWSL stuff anyway. So we say, all right, somebody's got to take the L here. So, you know. I got y'all. This year uh, they took an L, but next year they bounce back. Hopefully, hopefully that they figure out some kind of deal here where maybe they can put condensed matches on the website. And you can still have the full replays on Go90 if you want them or, or whatever. But uh, until we're here again Thursday night, Friday morning on the On Demand uh, for Rachel, for Eric, and myself, enjoy your soccer and we'll see you later, everybody. Peace. See ya. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.